Where did you read that? <laughs> Simon! 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 Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're listening to Sapnin Podcast. Sapnin! Sapnin! You are listening to episode 204 of Sapnin Podcast featuring myself, Sean Smith, and my good friend, Morgan Richards. Yes, it's me, Morgan Richards, and hear me out. This episode is the perfect Nova King for any sucker punch and the casualty of your dreams. I That's (laughs) fucking buzzing, that is. Anyway, this week's guest is the very funny, very delightful Maggie Linderman. Yes, fashion freak, goth enthusiast, and internet starlight Maggie Linderman has been putting her stomp on the alternative scene as of late. She's been around the music industry for a while, from a young age, originally rising to fame on social media, performing covers of artists like Lana Del Rey, Demi Lovato, and Melanie Martinez, to signing a record deal as a pop artist before fighting to get out of it as she wasn't being presented as her true self. Authenticity seems to be a huge factor in everything Maggie does, wanting to embrace the darker side of her original emo and pop-punk influences. She's recently worked with the likes of Travis Barker, Kellen Quinn of Sleeping With Sirens, and Machine Gun Kelly before the release of her debut studio album Sucker Punch, showcasing her true musical identity. And after getting the invitation to talk to her, Maggie comes on to really show a different side to her personality, her love for fashion, and everything behind the scenes. And this is an artist that you and I have listened to a lot lately, Sean. Yes, ever since we found out we were doing this, we have been doing our research. Because, you, hey, you might not believe this, right? <laughs> but sometimes, sometimes we do research on the guests. And yeah, seeing her go from bubbly pink pop princess to finally her final form, Maggie's final form <laughs> as the um, queen of the goths she's going to be, hopefully. It's been quite the journey. And this was a super, super interesting chat. It was super good to hear 
how everything has gone for us so far and what's going to happen in the future. I'm super excited for her. She's a lovely person, fantastic personality. I'm excited for what comes next. Yeah, yeah. And it's great to see how much she's fighting for herself within this industry. And and in this conversation, we're going to talk about everything from the behind the scenes details of finding herself to going against the grain with ladylike stereotypes, her big love for fashion, having her own clothing line and some tips within the scene, acting on Machine Gun Kelly's Downfall High movie, how she got arrested during a set once. And I freak it out knowing a little fact about her that she gets very confused. So all that had to come up. But before we get into everything, a quick reminder, if you enjoy this podcast, if you like what we do, please go and support us via our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash sapnin. Over there, you get loads of extra bonuses. And it's the best way to keep this podcast going each and every week and get included with a wonderful community of people who will make you smile and laugh on the regular but without any further ado this is maggie lindemann on episode 204 of sapnin podcast i was going to advertise that we're doing a zoom party um later this month and that's where they should join up the patreon but anyway you've done it now and i haven't had a chance to say that sapnin sapnin Sapnin! 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 This week's guest is pop rock princess, soon to be queen, I reckon. <laughs> Maggie <laughs> Lindemann, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, yeah I'm good. Not bad, I'm good. thanks. Yeah. We're, uh, we appreciate you joining us today, but how's things your end? What's uh, going on day to day? How's life at the moment? Life is crazy at the moment. Um, just been really busy, but I'm home. I get to be home for like a week right now, which has been really nice because I haven't been home for more than a week in a month. So it's been nice. I'm just relaxing for a couple of days. Is that just being promo and everything for the album? Just kind of getting out there and not being in one place at one, at one time at the moment? Yeah, I've been just really everywhere. Like when the, like since the album dropped, because I was in Fashion Week, and then I went to Texas for the album release. And then since then, I've just been like eh, everywhere, like New York. I played a festival like two weeks ago, um, Kentucky. So I don't know. I've just been really all over the place. Well, Maggie, before we get into um, everything, uh, one thing I wanted to bring up very quickly is doing some reading earlier. And I saw um, that apparently you were once obsessed with tuna helper casseroles. And I was just kind of wondering how bad the obsession was. Where did you read that? <laughs> weird, weird things on the internet these days, just trying to get some... some <laughs> uh, that's so funny. I'm like, when did I ever say that? But it's true. <laughs> I did. I, I literally used to eat the, like, eat tuna helper. Like, I'm not even kidding. Probably like every other day because my mom went on to eat it every day. But I was like obsessed with it. Like, now when I'm thinking about the taste, like, it's actually really gross. It's, like, making me, like, kind of revolted right now. But 
It was so good. Like, I don't know what it was. It was like the little, like the little tuna chunks. I guess it was tuna. No, I like, I thought at the time it was chicken. Cause I was like, it tastes like chicken, but I, it was literally <laughs> tuna, which is so gross. Yeah. I was thinking the other day, I was eating a tuna sandwich the other day and I was thinking, um, this could easily be just wet cardboard, um, or in brine because that's what it tastes like to me. I was like, Oh, this is, this could be anything. Like, I'm yeah, not even sure if this it's is literally tuna. cat food. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird start, Morg. I was never expecting, I was never expecting a tuna help us start. Exa- but well, exactly. You've got to, you've got to keep everyone on, on our toes, haven't we? But no, I mean, I'm sure at that stage now where people are just quoting mad things back to you that you've apparently said over the years or know some weird facts or whatever. Does it, does it get quite strange these days hearing all this? Honestly, like, it's very rare for someone to say something back to me that, like, I don't remember saying or, like, I didn't know was out there. So the tuna helper thing is pretty crazy, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I now, re- I now that. realized that you could have said in the, in the beginning when we said, oh, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Yeah, you should have yeah. gone, oh, shit, tuna. Yeah, fuck, I said yeah. Don't bring up the tuna helper. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but seriously, I mean, obviously, this time is quite exciting few at the moment with just all the crazy reaction from the release of your debut studio album sucker punch i know this has been kind of a long time coming you've had a lot of work on it behind the scenes just yeah how are you feeling about it all at the moment what's the reaction being like i'm sure it's just being crazy to see this actually out there in the world now after all the work behind the scenes yeah the reaction's been way more positive than i thought i, I was really i think when you release anything into the world uh it's really nerve wracking because you just never know, like maybe I'm delusional and I think this is really good, but it's actually terrible. So you just never know. And I think like with this album, it's just had such a positive reaction better than I could have expected ever. And it just feels good to have it out and to not be sitting on it anymore. And um, I don't know. I'm just like really proud of it. So it's cool that it's finally out. No, it's it's great. It's great. Like the reaction over here has been fantastic for it as well. Um, I I get to DJ a lot of rock nights and stuff, and I've I hear it all the time in the clubs. So really, yeah. one thing I've noticed about the kind of flow of the record is that it's really a lot of different vibes from kind of pop punk to emo goth. There's some really metalcore kind of guitars and stuff in there as well. Is that just a representation of? all the different influences you've had over the years and who you are as a person? Yeah, definitely. I, I'm influenced by so many uh, different people, but also I just, I listen to so many different types of music. I, I hate the idea that I have to stick with like one specific sound. So I really like experimenting with different things and just like going into the studio. And if I'm feeling uh, super soft and like I want to do an acoustic song I can do that but I, I can also go in and make a metal song like I can really do whatever I want uh, depending on just my mood so yeah it's like I'm influenced by so many different people also and like I listen one day I'll listen to like Lana Del Rey and then the next day I'll listen to Flyleaf and then I'll listen to Avril and then you know there's so many different things so a different day a different influence I guess <laughs> Nice. Was there a band or artist in particular that kind of got you into the alt scene? The first one you remember and you were like, Jesus Christ, what's this? Uh, Probably Evanescence. Evanescence, I, whenever Bring Me to Life 
and my immortal came out uh i don't remember what year that was but whatever year that was my mom um used to play those two songs like religiously in the car every single time i would get in so those two songs like really inspired me i just always loved her voice and i loved how it was almost like her voice was almost like operatic and uh, growing up like i loved operas like phantom of the opera is like my was like my favorite movie and i loved when my mom would take me to go see that so that was like always super her voice like everything about her was just so i was like so in awe of her avril was a big one um gwen was a big one i don't know there's so many people like my mom introduced me to so much music when i was young have you had the chance to meet any of these people yet yeah, I've met uh I've met Avril. I saw I saw Amy Lee at um at a Louder Than Life that I just played at. I didn't talk to her or anything, but she was sitting at the table in front of me eating and I was like ah! <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really met like I haven't met Haley Williams. I really, really would love to. I don't know, there's so many I would obviously love to meet everyone. When I met Avril, I was like, Hi Maggie. And then I was like, oh my God, it was crazy. Yeah, I, I'd, be, I'd be exactly the same with that. But I've just noticed um, lately you did a cover of Flyleaf. And obviously, speaking of Avril Lavigne as well, that a lot of people have been comparing one of your music videos to some of her mm-hmm. stuff as well. So what was it back in those early days about those kind of artists in particular that really drew you to what you do today? And just really, I'm, I'm sure it's a nice touch being able to pay homage to those influences as well now yeah it's just there was like a, a certain sense of like authenticity back then that i really appreciate and everything felt so organic like when you would watch like for me so cages uh was paying homage to the skater boy music video and like for me when i watched that music video when i was younger it just felt so fun and real like you watch that and you're like oh that's genuinely just like her and her friends going out and like having fun and same with like when I would watch Paramore music videos like there was just this like authenticity about it that it felt so raw and fun and so for me like when I make music videos and I like just make music in general I think people always want to say like I'm bringing back that year or like wow she's so 2000s like whatever it is which is like my favorite thing to hear because I think that just means it's so raw and like authentic and that that those years were just like so different and i don't know i just like really appreciate those years a lot i just think that like all of that is so just real was there any influences on this album or for any of these songs that were a bit different or people wouldn't expect had you been listening to anything strange or I listen to a lot of weird music. I listen to a lot of like hyper pop, but like hyper pop metal, like hyper metal music. I'm going to like butcher this girl's name, but there's this girl, Yuli, you, I think it's Yuli, like Y-U-E-L-E, Y-E-U. I was listening to a lot of her music. I was listening to baby metal, poppy. I was listening to a lot of like metal music, but like, I like, girl metal music where like the singer is a girl <laughs> so uh i don't know i was listening to just like a lot of like weird sounds too like i was listening to a lot of music that had like glitches and like drops and like camo who um actually produced on like two of the songs 
So I don't know. I was listening. I always listen to like really weird stuff. So I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of that kind of raw vibe and the kind of aesthetic and fashion um, there, I noticed really there was a lot of people when you announced the album cover that people just didn't get it for being kind of different and looking the way it was and looking a bit grainy and, and things like that. Is it um is it weird seeing trying to translate that over to people who might have not had previous experience with some of your like influences and stuff? Yeah, I think like the initial reaction to it was like like there were comments I was like, "Oh, you could at least close your legs. Like this is not ladylike," which was a really funny one to me. And then there was just people being like, "This is disgusting. Like it looks so dirty in there. Like you're sitting on a toilet. Like blah 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 blah." Like uh, there was this one comment in particular that was like you have no songs for a cover to look like this and i thought that was so funny because i was like oh you haven't heard the album yet (laughs) but i think like for me it's like i always try to say i obviously want to look pretty and when i do shoots like i want to look pretty whatever but like i want to look cool i thought i looked cool in that cover Yes, it looked dirty, it looked grainy, it looked gross, but that's the vibe I was trying to give. Like, it's a rock album. It's not supposed to be put together, and I'm not supposed to look perfect and polished, like, because I'm not, and the album's not. The album's all over the place. There's so many different things going on. There's so, I'm talking about so much stuff, and like, the album is such a roller coaster. I really wanted the cover to give that same feeling of like it's not put together it's not polished but like this is just me this is just my life like i'm smoking on my toilet in my bathroom this is life. <laughs> <laughs> nice yeah obviously you've been doing music for since such a young age and one thing i wanted to talk about is really there's a whole kind of backstory to um the success of when your early singles pretty girl and then after that you kind of left your label because you felt like they were trying to push you more in the pop direction and not really representing yourself in the way you, you'd like to be perceived. Can you just kind of talk to us about that time period and kind of getting to a place now where you feel more comfortable and being your true self? In the beginning, I think of any artist who's just starting out, it's really difficult to navigate the industry because you're really just figuring it out with people that have been doing this forever. And for me, like getting signed after I had a couple songs out, but I was fully independent, um, like fully independent with no distribution, nothing. So for me, it was like a label wanted to work with me. They liked my song. I was down. Like, obviously I think anyone is like excited to sign to a label. So I signed and kind of immediately I realized that like I was being pushed into a genre that I didn't really want to be in. Even with like my earlier stuff, it was pop, but it was a little bit more like indie pop, a little like alternative. And I always wanted to make like alternative music. I wanted to make more stuff that was kind of like dark pop, like Lana Del Rey, Melanie Martinez, like Banks vibes. And like very quickly, I just realized like, this is not what I want to do at all. Like I do not want to make bubblegum pop music after obsessed. I was like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. I don't know. I just, I was just like super unhappy and I'm really, really fortunate that I was able to get out of my label situation because I know it's like a lot of people aren't and it's really hard to get out, but I was able to get out and start doing the music I wanted to do. And I was in 
so many sessions and setting up sessions and meeting writers and just like working with people that actually genuinely just like fucks with me and like wanted to help create with me and not just people that were like put in the room and they're like, okay, now you have to write with Maggie or whatever. It's like these people genuinely like wanted to be there for me, like wanted to help me. Um, and I shortly after signed a distribution deal, which is like the best thing ever. Like I always tell artists, like don't sign to a label, sign to a distribution. It's just like the best because you're fully able to create on your own, like everything everything you see now is fully me. Like it goes through my distribution. Obviously they like are like, okay, cool. This looks good. But they're never like putting a limit on my create my creativity. I have full creative control. And I don't know. I'm just like so happy now with everything in my life. Like I feel like I'm just finally free to be myself. And like, I don't have someone in my ear being like, this sucks. Like, no, this is terrible. You like blah, blah, blah. Like anything negative. It's like, it's really all positive And it. It's just like, it's just such a crazy difference. It's crazy. Do you feel like there was a moment in particular that kind of triggered all that to be like, no, actually, you know, fuck this. I'm, I'm not being portrayed in the way I want to be. This is not who I really am. And um, was there a moment where you felt like, you know, I'm, I'm hiding my true self in a lot of ways? I felt like that for a really long time. Like, I remember even making uh, Pretty Girl. Uh, when we started doing like everything for that, uh, and like for obsessed, I remember, I, I remember like this specific moment that I was like, I don't want to do this. It was when I was doing, um, we had to do new cover art for obsessed because the original cover art was like a hand. And so we like wanted it to be me. So I had to go and like do this photo shoot and I'm wearing all pink. I remember that was the moment that I was like, this is crazy. Like I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like, who is this person? I don't like how I look. I don't like the outfits I'm wearing. I really hate everything about this right now. And I think that was like the moment that I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And then in obsessed, like when you watch the music video, it's so different. Like I have dark makeup on, I'm wearing all black. I like the vibe is so different because I was I was finally like portraying myself the way I wanted to look, but I was still trying to get out of the sound um, that I was just like tied to. I don't know. There was that moment. I was just like, yeah, I can't do this. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. This is like terrible. And um, once I finally figured that out, like I just started fighting back about like the music I was making. Would you say there's um, anything in particular that you've kind of learned about yourself? over the last few years? I think my biggest thing with myself is like, I've learned crazy patience (laughs) because I am, um, I am a lot like even for myself, I know for other people, I'm probably even more, but like for myself dealing with myself on a day-to-day basis, like I'm a lot, I have a lot going on in my brain. And I think just like, learning to be patient with myself and like slow down and like let thoughts process. And like when it comes to writing, like just letting myself feel all the things and say the things I want to say with like no restrictions has been huge for me. And I don't know. I've also just learned so much about myself as an artist, like writing these past two projects and now writing by myself has been I don't know, just like such a process. Because a couple years ago, if you would have told me that I would be writing 
solely by myself, I would have never believed you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is there any um, producers or writers that you've worked with before that we, that we might know or know of or whatever? Yeah, I worked with a couple people. So on Paranoia, I worked with like the same producers, just Cody Tarpley and Josh Murdy. But on this album, I worked with both of them. Um, I worked with Andrew Goldstein. I worked with John Feldman, who's hey. Morgoth, Raziel, Camo, who's an artist, uh, produced on a couple songs, who's like literally insanely talented and like super young. I don't want to forget anyone. Uh, I worked with No Love for the Middle Child. And then I worked with like Kellen Quinn, Sick Brain, um, some writers, Paris Carney, Alex Leahy, Rachel West. Um, I don't know. There's so many people. I don't, I don't even want <laughs> There's just so many. They're all like just so amazing and talented. And yeah, it's it cool. Yeah, it seems like you're in good hands there. We've had Kellen on the show before. We've had... John Feldman, who, who just somehow wakes up and just starts fucking writing hits straight. Well, coffee first, <laughs> yeah. coffee yeah, first, yeah, then coffee. just goes fucking writes two hundred million hits a day. Yeah, he's uh, he's different. Yeah, but it, it must be crazy to to think of all the experiences you've had so far, and all the people you've worked with, and all the things you've learned in this short period of time. Because you know you're still. A young artist, you know, there's still a lot of people discovering your music for the first time with this debut album and especially in new territory. So I'm sure it's just kind of crazy when you have a moment to think back at stuff and think of all the mad stuff that's actually happened so far. Yeah, definitely. It is very crazy. Kellen Quinn wanting to work with me was a really crazy one because I grew up listening to Sydney with Sirens. Sydney with Sirens is my favorite band. So that was like a really crazy moment. All the festivals I've been able to play has always been really crazy. Shows like going on tour has been crazy. Um, I have two shows coming up uh, that I'm headlining for the first time. And they sold out in two minutes. The three Woo! minutes was, um, <laughs> yeah, which was like, 
literally like so hard to believe um, because we were like debating like what kind of venue to do. We're like, should we do this bigger venue? And I was like, I don't know. Like I'm scared that I'm not going to be able to sell it out. Um, so we should do like this venue instead. And I was really nervous. I was really nervous that no one's going to want to come see me. So when it sold out in two minutes, just to know that like people really just actually care about me and like want to see me was such a weird moment, especially with like the pandemic and everything. Like it's been so hard because you can't see the actual reaction you see online, obviously, but live know that there's just like people that actually just want to see me was a really crazy nice <laughs> well after it um yeah after it sold out were you like oh we should have gone bigger again <laughs> <laughs> but dude we should have did the bigger venue i texted my agents and stuff i was like we have to do a bigger venue next time they're like oh we will sure oh you will you will <laughs> for sure yeah but speaking of just kind of your personality and everything as well obviously fashion is being such a big uh part of your life and in your music and the aesthetic and all that, you have your own kind of clothing brand. Is that just another side to you that you're really glad that you are able to show people more these days and with the music videos and with everything else? For sure. I love clothes. I, uh, when I was little, I really wanted to design clothes. My grandpa got me like, um, one of those like little mannequins, like little wire mannequins that I could like put fabrics on and stuff. And I had this like little box, that I would have a bunch of fabrics and, and like a sketch pad and everything. And I would just like draw dresses and shirts and all that stuff. So I always really wanted to make clothes. And it's crazy that I have the brand with Zoomies because Zoomies was my favorite store in the mall growing up. I always went into Zoomies, just like bought Obey and Diamond and Odd Future and all that stuff. So uh, I don't know. It's really cool to have a brand. That's another one for me that was like kind of crazy just to have like, yeah, I don't know, just be able to have a brand in a store that like I really liked growing up. Yeah. Well, how did that, could you talk on how the Zoomies collaboration came about? Like, I'm guessing they came to you. Yeah. So basically, uh, my label at the time was asking for um, merch. And I always had this like really weird, it's funny because I'm like wearing my merch right now, but I had this like really weird thing about merch. Uh, I was like, I think merch is like really corny, like putting your face and your name on a shirt is like so corny. I don't want to do that. (laughs) And I like really pushed back. So I went to um, my agency and I was like, I really want a brand. Like I really want to make clothes for a brand that it's like, if you support me, like that can be my merch even though it doesn't say my name or anything that Mm -hmm. can be like my merch and the people that like me, you can wear that. And it's also cool because like, if you don't know who I am and you don't care about my music or like whatever, you can also wear the brand and it has no correlation to me. Like it doesn't need to be me at all. So, um, I went to them and then like shortly after I think like zoomies, they were like, Oh, do you want to do it with zoomies? And I was like, uh yeah so like what (laughs) and zoomies was just down like they wanted to help they wanted um so yeah they just like wanted to work and um so i work with their design team like everything the whole brand is like within zoomies like i work with their design team obviously like their production team all of them i go to all the events that they do like i literally just got back from seattle doing the events they do 
Um, but I love Zoomies. Like they're genuinely such a cool brand. And I think it's like really interesting because you never know working with like big brands, like, like a big store like that, like Zoomies, you never know how it's going to be working with someone like that, but they're genuinely like the coolest, easiest going, amazing people to work with. It's been like such a dream. So shout out Zoomies. (laughs) Yeah. Do you still feel really excited when you get time to kind of draw new designs and just have ideas come out? Yeah. So we do, uh, we do calls like every like month or something. We, we do call, calls very often and um because we always have new stuff coming out we do uh collections like every season so we're constantly like working and coming up with new stuff and putting together mood boards and stuff and um it's just it's exciting it's always really exciting to get back like the colorways that are the most popular that season and like the new stuff we're able to do and new um shirts or sweaters or uh vests or like whatever the new stuff that Mm. we're able to make we're always like making new stuff so it's really cool Nice. Is there anything in the um in the winter collection that you can tell us about that is, that'll be an exclusive? Just cool stuff. I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah, just cool stuff. Just cool stuff. We have we do uh we are making something new this time. Like we have mm-hmm. some something that we haven't made before, some type of jacket, which I'm really Ooh. excited about. That, nice. That's nice. Oh, nice. There you go. That's what I wanted. But- but that is something I have noticed recently is that more bands are really making like aesthetic and fashion sense a, a, more of a priority. I mean, when I was getting into, uh, into bands, you know, everyone was just wearing black t-shirts, black jeans, you know, Vans Converse. It was just kind of really basic. Oh, you're definitely emo. You're definitely goth. So yeah. that must be cool for you to see how much that's evolving. Do you take, I'm sure you take notice of what other people are doing and, have your favorites and things you don't agree with? Oh, definitely. I think like, it's just interesting because social media is so big now. Uh, fashion is so big now and people just really care about what they're wearing. I think it does matter. Like, obviously you don't have to wear, you can do whatever you want. But I think for me, like aesthetic is such a big thing. Like I'm always trying to make sure I stay like, it's just who I am, but also like, there is like an aesthetic to, to me and like my brand. And I don't know. I, I like people that have aesthetics. Like I, I love, like I follow cool people that just like wear cool shit. So I don't know. I think like, it's really cool to see fashion be such like a big priority now. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I remember that like when everyone was just <laughs> wearing like black skinny jeans <laughs> And, uh, Hello. Yep, that was me. Yep, yep, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like yeah, what yeah. I wanted to wear too. Like when I was in like middle school, I was just like black skinny jeans. I love like skinny jeans. Also, like the colorful skinny jeans from Justice. I used to wear those in elementary school too. Just nice. The time too. <laughs> well, uh, we're not to put you on the spot, but do you have any fashion tips or fashion don'ts? For me and Sean, oh. or what? just... Shut up, or no, just... <laughs> don't do me. No, don't do me. I don't want to be picked on. Do Morgan. Look at Morgan. <laughs> or just people in the... Or just the scene in general. I mean, what what's some of your favorite things in, in alternative fashion? What's some of your things you don't really like in alternative oh, fashion? Good game, miss. Good game, miss. <laughs> uh, I think for me, it's just wear whatever you want. Uh, I think just wear whatever you want. Like, it's cool to mix up colors and to... Um, for me, when I was younger, I was so scared to wear whatever I wanted because I was so scared to get picked on. And uh, I just like didn't want to look different than anyone else. 
So I think just like wear whatever you want. You can follow trends. I think there's such this like weird thing right now where it's like, like don't follow trends. Like, blah, blah, blah. like have your own style. But it's like do whatever you want. If you want to follow a trend, if you like a trend that's going on right now, follow the trend. If you want to wear something weird that you found at a thrift store, like wear it. My favorite thing, I really like platforms. I hate flat shoes. Just on me personally, like I love platforms, like anything with a little platform, like I will buy. I love platforms. I also love fuzzy things. And I think right now, like every brand is doing fuzzy stuff right now, which is like, I'm just obsessed with it. I love it so much. So I'm like really into fuzzy stuff right now, like fuzzy shoes, fuzzy jackets, fuzzy pants, like fuzzy hats, everything fuzzy. I love and I don't know. I just like literally only wear black. So for me, it's like I, anything that comes in black, I'm like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Well, um, I wanted to talk as well about your experience on Downfall High. Obviously, you made your acting debut uh, there with that film for Machine Gun Kelly's album. And that really blew up as this home thing on YouTube and everything. What was that like for you? I'm sure it kind of was a weird experience in many ways and working so close with Machine Gun Kelly and Modson, who was one of the directors. Can you just tell us a little bit about all that? It was fun. It was like literally I got asked to do it maybe like the day before, like two days before. What? And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I didn't have like a script or anything. Like they were just <laughs> like, no, come. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, what do I wear? And they were like, bring something else like this and this. So I was like, okay. So, um, the first day of filming was like a whole ass day. Like, I think I was there for like 12 hours or something. And it was so fun. Like, it was so much fun. Um, we were just, cause like, those are like my friends and like sick brain is in it too. And she's like my best friend. So we were just literally hanging out all day. I got to act with, uh, Sydney Sweeney, which was really crazy. I don't know. It was just really fun. And then the second day we were like at a, a roller rink and it was just fun. Like, I don't know. It was just like a really good time. I, I don't know if every acting gig is like that, but <laughs> it, was, um, it was just a lot of fun. And yeah, like I said, I didn't have a script or anything. So when it was time to film, they would be like, just say this. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> Which was like really weird and interesting because like, obviously I have no acting. Like I, I, I don't act like I just was in, in it because they asked me to be like, I would love to act, but I don't act. So it was just cool. It was just fun. Would you do more? I would definitely. I take acting classes. So hopefully I'm better now, but, um, yeah, I would definitely. I love acting. Like, I love the idea of acting. So, hopefully, I can get into that one day. Fingers crossed. Yeah. 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 yeah that's crazy to hear that that was all like such last minute and chaotic as well. Yeah. I was like, what do I say? <laughs> They're like, just say this. And I'm like, okay. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, Maggie, as we start to wind down uh, a little bit on the conversation here, I wanted to get into. A few other things, and obviously at the start, um, found a, a weird fact about you. But I read also you played once in Malaysia in 2019, and there was a bit of an incident where you had to get escorted off the stage and in custody for a little bit because you didn't have like what? the right pass and stuff to visit the country. Um, what what was that? 
So to this day, I don't really know exactly what it was. Uh, apparently, it was issues with the promoter getting the visa. But honestly, I'm not sure. I was just happy to get out of there. <laughs> didn't ask too many, didn't really ask too many questions. I was just like happy to be out and happy to be on a plane home. So um, I don't really know. But yeah, I was in. Um, I got arrested and I got put into um, a cell for, I was in the cell for like 24 hours. Oh, wow. And then we were on like house arrest for in the hotel for five days after that. That's crazy. Did you get to perform? Like at what point did they pull you? Was it like coming into the country? Were you in the country? Like No, it, I was on stage. It was like, it was like four songs in maybe three songs. in. What? And they didn't even let you finish. They just <laughs> came on and went, Oh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I was told to get off the stage, yeah. That's insane. I saw The Used once in Tampa, and they were on stage. It was like a, fe- a radio festival, Tampa 97X, and The Used were on stage, and I think Burt McCracken had a warrant out for his arrest. So the stage <laughs> was literally surrounded by police, right? The side in front, so he couldn't, like, jump down the front and get in the crowd. But they waited. They at least waited until he finished the set. And they were like, come on in, Robert. Oh, yeah, come with no. us. But yeah, yeah that's insane. No. Yeah, it was mid-show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like- yeah. As, as much as wild experiences goes, I, I, obviously at the time, that's very scary. You know, I'm sure oh, there's a lot of confusion yeah, ar- around it. But that must just be such a... You know, there's not there's there's not many people who have these kind of stories. You don't really hear about this. I'm sure it was just kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, I was just confused. I just had no idea what was going on. Because obviously, like, as the artist, it's just my job. Like, I go there. I love doing it. It's not just a job. But it, it it's my job. Like, I'm going there expecting, you know, I'm not, as the artist, I don't obviously sort out, like, the visas and make sure, like, everything's right. I have, like, a team. And, like, they, whoever, like, hired me for it, like, has a team. So... Um, I was just really confused. I just didn't know what was going on. And it was just really a scary situation just being in another country. Um, Especially where not everyone was speaking English. So I was, there was a language barrier that I just like, I couldn't understand what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember the time that I got my, my old band got um, pulled over by the Greek police. And then we got taken to a police station. They kept us for like six or seven hours, demanded money off us. And, um, yeah, they kept speaking Greek all the time and they had guns and we were like, I, I don't know what's going to go on here. This is fucking nuts. Like, yeah, the language barrier is scary because you just it's terrifying. You just don't know what they're saying. Like, it's all, you just don't know what's going on. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. But wow. yeah, I'm glad you, yeah, I'm glad you got out of that <laughs> and everything is fine. Yeah. And here we are today celebrating that. So yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Malaysian authorities. Yes. <laughs> no, and, and fingers crossed you don't have any more problems with, with stuff like that. But during this conversation, we've um, talked a lot about just kind of big moments that's happened for you already in your career. And the reaction for this album and everything at the moment, I'm sure it's a lot of processes happening day by day. You're so busy kind of taking everything in, but just seeing kind of your name and poster on massive billboards in like the streets of LA and selling out these shows now and going to be coming over to the UK in, in 2023. I'm sure it's yes. just kind of so much for you to take in. Is there anything you're doing day to day to kind of just make sure that you, you do get to, 
absorb all of this? Not really. I think uh, for me, I I honestly don't really have a hard time with schedules. <laughs> like, <laughs> I really just will be like, oh, okay, we have that going on. And then like a week before, like a couple days before, I'll like check my calendar and be like, oh, that's in like three days. Oh, that's in like four days. I should pack for that. So I don't know. I don't really like for me, I just like to live day by day. I don't really stress myself out with stuff like that too much. I don't know. I just, I, the days I have off, like I just chill, just take time for myself. So I don't know. I like, I like being busy. I like doing stuff. So that's like fun for me. Nice. Do you have, um, do you have like a tour photographer and stuff then? Um, are you documenting these moments and the, and the journey? I have had a tour photographer before, like on my last tour, I just had, um, like people in each city come out. I knew a lot of people in different cities. So we did that. If I go on my own tour, yeah, I'll probably get someone yeah, to like. That's one of the, that's one of the things I regret most is when my band was doing well. Um, I, I was just like, Oh, this is going to last forever. Like there's no fucking way that I'm never coming back to Australia. And then the last time I was there was like the last time I was in, you know, might be the last time I was ever in Australia. But yeah, yeah. I wish I'd taken more photos and stuff. And cause yeah, I remember like, I'm not doing touristy, touristy stuff. I'm going to be here loads of times. And then I'm like, oh, I should have maybe have taken one photo outside the Sydney Opera House. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. That's my advice. That's my advice when you're doing these shows. Yeah. Get a photographer just so you know and you can see the journey. And you can look back at it when you're older and be like, this was fucking insane. For sure. Because it's going to go, yeah, it's going to go absolutely fucking stratospheric for you, I think. I think you're going to be fucking absolutely huge. And yeah, I can't wait to see the reaction over you. And you're doing Slam Dunk in 2023 in the UK. That's a fucking massive deal over here. That's a great festival with an unbelievable lineup every year. And yeah, I can't wait. I think it's going to be... I'm really excited for that one. Yeah, I think that's going to be the one in the UK where you're like, oh, okay, yeah. this is it then. Here we go. I could be the, I'm going to be the queen of the UK. We need a queen. We am going at a moment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll do all it. Right, I'll be it. the queen. I'll take I'll it. it. Yeah. But nice. Yeah, yeah but, cool. But, but how excited are you for, for Slam Dunk? I'm sure you've heard a lot about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Like when the, um, the lineup got announced, uh, I was getting a lot of mentions and comments. So um, I'm really excited. It seems like people are excited to see me too, which is always a good thing. So Yeah, nice. Well, fantastic. Well, Maggie, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to speak to us. It's been great getting to know you and, and explore your journey and career so far. Um, before we let you go, if there's anything else you kind of want to mention that the people know about plug whatever please uh please go ahead i think just listen to my new album sucker punch it's everywhere out everywhere and yeah i think that's it <laughs> just nice. listen to that. right yes and you can Fantastic. check out merch and you can check out um <laughs> album packages at maggielindemann.com uh and everything's there as well so yeah, yeah nice well thank you very very much for this Hopefully we get to do one in the flesh at Slam Dunk because we'll be there as well, I think. So, yeah, um, sure. so yeah, thank you very, very, very much for this. Congratulations on all your success so far and congratulations on becoming the queen of the UK when you do. Thanks. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years. Years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You listen to the podcast! Woo-hoo! Yes! Thank you very much to Maggie Lindemann for that lovely, lovely chat. I'm pretty sure she didn't have a clue what was going to happen when we started. <laughs> and um, she looked a little bit frightened, but she got into it and we had a really, really good time with that. And I hope we get to do another one, possibly in the flesh at some point. But I don't mind doing it over uh, the internet again. So, um, yes, thank you very much to Maggie and her people for sorting this out. We had a great time and good luck with everything in the future. I'm sure you're going to be even bigger than you are now which is fucking huge already. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice getting to know new artists in the scene, and especially ones that are thriving and setting trends and just kind of taking over the world. She's got over 6 million followers on Instagram, which is uh, insane. I cannot wait. I bet you £200. <laughs> She definitely doesn't post us on her Instagram wall. <laughs> or even in her story. Please do that. Maggie, if you listen to this, please listen to me now, right? Maggie, <laughs> if you share this, right, that would literally make our lives. You've got 6 million followers, right? If 1% of them listen to it, right? <laughs> I can't work out if that's 600 people or 60 people. It doesn't matter. Look, it will help us. Please, Maggie, listen, you've got this fucking platform, right? Please help us. <laughs> I need help. Oh, we need help. But if you fancy helping Sapman Podcast, check out patreon.com forward slash Sapman. Or give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and sometimes TikTok at Sapman Pod. That's at S-A-P-P-E-N-I-M-P-O-D. But serious now, Mag. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a fucking share, please. We need it. It really helps and put us in, our, in your Instagram stories and just share us with people and everything like that. But Maggie Lindemann's debut album, Sucker Punch, is available now. There's a lot of different sounding songs oh, no. on it. If you're a big fan of goth, if you're a big fan of pop punk, original emo music, there's definitely tracks on there for you. And she will be coming to the UK in 2023 to perform at Slam Dunk Festival next Ooh. summer. Um, so go and check out the lineup. Loads of exciting bands 
playing next year. And speaking of our Patreon page, Sean, you mentioned it in the intro. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing a giant Zoom party celebration with Woo-hoo! our wonderful Patreon community. Um, so if you fancy jumping on a call with me, Sean, and loads of your be- new best friends, head over to patreon.com forward slash sapnin. There's loads of extra bonuses on there from behind the scenes podcasts to photos, videos, just little things we do on the daily and uh, you get a good, good laugh out of it. But right now, we have to thank the elite members of our Patreon who have signed up for the tier that gets your name read out on the podcast. Oh, do you know what? Thanks everyone who's ever signed up for our Patreon, even if you lasted a month or a week or whatever. It means the absolute world to us that you supported us in any way so thank you very much we really 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 i know we fucking mention every week i know it's boring as fuck for you but it genuinely genuinely it means the fucking world to us and makes this fucking possible so thank you very much kylie wheeler mayumi leave away paul hirschfield tony still top of the league michael i'm guessing that's one of them soccer references is it dilly snuggle paddle offers open because bills do i still think that she's offering sex for money and I don't know if we're allowed to advertise that, but I just have. Thank you very much. Kelly Ewing, Natasha Morris, Mitch Perry, Nathan Croshaw, Emma Barber, Sammy G, Kat Besson, Dana Lasnava, Scott Jones, Jenny Robinson, Murray Grimwood, Amy Dawson, Amy Louise, Stuart McNaught, Stephen Aston, M. Evans-Roberts, Caroline Robinson, Kate Paddock, Louis Cook, Martina McManus, Carl Pendlebury, Danny Eden, James McNaught, Craig officially announcing Mini-Me Do April next year, Aris. He's left it in, and now he's got a sprog on away. Well, I'm Craig, boy. Well, I'm boy. Kelly Cannon, Jenny Munster, Emily Perry, John and Emma, Jason Aredia, Gary White, Kalila Keane, Adam King of the Goss Parcelot, whose band I am playing with October the 30th in La Pub in Newport. It's a free show. Free. That means it costs fuck all, so just get to Newport, isn't it? On the 31st as well, my band's also playing uh, Manchester, the bread shed for Deadbolt. I should have mentioned that earlier, but I forgot. Thank you very much, Ollie. Tom is only coming back so he can be on Sapling Podcast, Amesbury. Ollie, I do fucking hope so, because do you know what I want to talk to him about? Just UFOs. I couldn't give a shit about blinking him back together, because I want to know what's going on with the aliens. Because if he's not fucking looking at the aliens, who is? <laughs> is fucking... Oh, Pete Wentz? Is Pete Wentz having a break, <laughs> and he's taking over from Tom, and he's just looking up. He's just looking up all the time going, Tom, Tom, I think I've seen another one. And he goes, that's a Starlink, you stupid fucking fallout boy. And like, oh, come on, man. Josh, my <laughs> missus just couldn't accept my obsession with horoscopes. In the end, it tore us apart. Crisp. That's good. That's one of his better ones, I think. But it's also, off. you can't fucking groan. At any, <laughs> I heard a little groan come out of you, Ed. You daint groan, you cheeky fucker. Only a little one. Thank you very much, Alice Wood. Kat Robinson, Reese Boring, Kate Stevenson, Connor Lewins, and Kyle making t-shirts, making songs, and fighting around the world, David Smith. Kyle, don't go fighting around the world, fella, because it probably won't end well. Also, don't fight me for saying that. <laughs> Thank you, everyone in our Patreon community. We love you very, very much. Honestly, it makes this podcast happen each and every uh, week. Thank you to anyone who got this far and thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for Maggie for coming on and Steph for sorting this out and we'll be back next week and every Friday with a very special guest and episode 205 is the closest to Halloween so we expect something 
remotely spooky, maybe. Uh, I hope so. It, yeah, it don't matter. <laughs> it say, as long as you go, at the beginning, I think we're yeah, all yeah, anyway. it. Yeah. As long as we pronounce spooky, spoopy, I think spoopy. the kids of today will love spoopy. will love this podcast. So yeah, Ooh. spoopy season. It's spoopy season. They say it now. They're spelling things even more wrong. Anyway, I better go before I start attacking the youth of the nation. We are, we are <laughs> youth of the nation. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I gotta go, but I gotta go. Uh, Thank you very much, everybody listening to this. I'm sorry about this. At, at, at fucking Sapping Podcast on Twitter. At Emmett Richards on Twitter and Instagram. At Sean Smith Sucks on Twitter. At Fake Sean Smith on Instagram. That's fucking it. Uh, Sapnin! Sapnin! I nearly forgot how we ended the show then. 200 and fucking four of these we've done. You're listening to Sapling Podcast with Sean Smith and Morgan Richards. Thank you very much for downloading this podcast or streaming it or I don't, I don't know what else you do with podcasts. Um, thank you very much.